0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Center Stage. This is Carolina Araujo and...
1: Jessica Elias.
0: And today, we, we're both rather upside down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
0: Today, today is a chaotic show, but it's fine. Um, no, but today we, uh, one, have a lot of catching up to do uh, between Jess and I to fill you guys in on what's been going on, but we are going to do mainly a nutrition-focused uh podcast episode which we're very excited about because we think that with all of the you know kind of being I want to say halfway through the competitive season and a lot of people just done like a two or three national shows and a ton of regional shows this might be something helpful to you uh, regarding kind of like what to do with your diet after you compete right mm-hmm.
1: um
0: but first what's going on
1: Oh, BamaCon. So uh, for those of you that don't know what I just said, (laughs) um, BamaCon is uh, with Bombshell Fitness. BamaCon is our annual convention that we do every year. And we just had it this past weekend. Um, Actually, it was Thursday to Sunday. We had it in Las Vegas. So I just got back from that yesterday morning. Uh, I was just telling Carolina, I'm trying to figure out what, day it is or what time it is right now because when you have that overnight flight you just you're you're not sure but it's all worth it it was a, a ton of fun so basically what it is is everything from tons of lectures, workouts, uh, we have different challenges we have, uh, for all of our competitors, we do competitor-based lectures, a lot of posing. We do one-on-ones, uh, little private sessions with each of our competitors. We do a whole mock show where we bring in uh NPC or IFBB judge to kind of do a whole run-through of a show for our competitors. And then we have all pool parties, banquets, cocktail hours, uh, club nights. We went to Hackathon the final night. So it was a good mix of learning and torture and play at the same <laughs> time. So it was a perfect balance. But um, that's basically what it is. And, and it, we had it in Vegas for the first time this year. And I think we're, we're getting told it was our best one yet. It was just so much fun. I mean, May- Vegas is a great place to be to begin with, cause it's just so much fun. The energy is super fun. It's it's very much of like a party kind of hyped up atmosphere. So it was really fun to take everybody there. Um, always good to see everybody too since we are an online based company you know you don't get to see everybody all that often so to be able to get everybody together and just have a ton of fun and really make the most of it was incredible so it was one of my favorite bombacons to date um our events team really put something stellar together so really proud of the team and all the bombshells had a great time and everybody that came that that wasn't bombshells as well it's open to everybody yeah that's Um, what I
0: was going to ask you if it's like platform only or if it's like open to everyone
1: no it's open to everybody so we had some people that aren't even actually you know members come and join to try it out or just get the experience um I do want to give a shout out to Celeste Ranks Turk too. I had her come in. She has, if you guys listen, the Mm -hmm. Confessions of a Bikini Pro podcast, which both you and I have been on.
0: I've been on it. Yeah.
1: yeah and uh, she actually came in and talked to our competitors she did a couple of lectures all about you know uh, dieting relationships with food competitors uh, coming out of competing during competition prep all that so she was incredible too so I do want to give her a shout out and a thank you for coming but we had um, a lot of fun a lot of learning a lot of crazy workouts so it was a incredible week and I may be exhausted and not know what day it is or where I am, but I would do it all again tomorrow, as always.
0: That sounds that sounds so much fun. I actually have had an experience with Celeste, just to piggyback on that, uh, on one of, I, I drove when I was living in LA, I drove up to Vegas um, for one of her pods uh, Her not podcast, sorry, one of her workshops, and it was a two-day workshop. I was just there for the first day, Um, and it's the same thing, you know, like, you talk about, you go through a lot of exercises about, like, kind of unlocking your, you know, some issues that individual participants may have with food, what their challenges are, you know, like, just workshopping through, um, you know, different trigger exercises, and just, like you said, relationship with food, and both as an individual who, might be dieting or someone who is a competitor, someone who may struggle. Um, and we kind of all know, I think that, I mean, I can't generalize, but I think that it's more uncommon than not for people not to have issues at some point in time within their competitive career, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it is, you know, an amateur level or a professional level, like You know, we all, I think when we all go down that rabbit hole, or a lot of us go down that rabbit hole, I know that I've been in situations that nothing too extreme, but like the the food obsessive behavior pattern or thought, you know, like thought patterns can kind of definitely be there be very present if you're not aware of what's going on right so celeste does an incredible job with both the workshops and i think that that's what she does in her business right work with athletes or individuals who have um you know negative behavior negative associations with food and behavior Um, so that's really really cool so if you you know don't know what she does or are more interested uh, in learning about it or if you are someone who struggles with you know just your relationship with food and whether you compete or not, and you're listening to this episode, definitely check her out. I will make sure to add her page to our notes so people can have that as a reference and a resource as well.
1: Yeah. And we'll have to have her on here soon too. Yes. Uh, For sure. We'll plan that as well.
0: Yes, uh, she's been on, in the show when Ashlyn and I were hosting it together. So we definitely need to do a round two now that you're on. Just you know, different approach, different people. I think I'm I'm sure she'd love it. So uh, we'll reach out to her and have her on. And Celeste, if you're listening, expect a phone call. Let's <laughs>
1: start planning ahead. I don't
0: know. Uh, I know.
1: Yeah. Well, so how about you?
0: I I moved. I, yeah, I
1: moved. back on my. Yeah.
0: We were, um, and we do apologize for the past couple of like releases on the, on the, on the, you know, episodes and we love that you guys are so patient with us because it's been such an insane month for both of us, Um, but yes, I moved To New York from Los Angeles last Sunday, I flew in. I actually flew in and I went straight to my mom's house to just spend a little bit of time with her. Um, And then uh, that same that Tuesday after I came into my new apartment, um, I kind of orchestrated, which was the hard part and the stressful part. I orchestrated everything where my boxes, my bed, my mattress would all arrive. Oh, and my microwave would all arrive. By Tuesday, like the original plan wasn't to come home on Tuesday, but by Tuesday, everything was supposed to be here. So it just so happened that when I arrived, everything was here. Um, I slept on with the mattress on the floor for the first night and then Wednesday I put it together. Um, so there was just, that's it's been it's been a mess. Like uh, Jessica was making fun of me. I am literally sitting on a step stool. I have no couch, there are no, ba- no bar stools, there's nothing. Um, I do have all of my kitchen stuff. And that is one of the things that like kind of really keeps me grounded whenever nonsense is going on is making sure that I want, I can train and that I can make my food, right? So I made sure that my priority was kind of to sign up for the gym in the neighborhood. Like my local gym, I already kind of found, found my spot. Which I'm super excited about is a great, great gym. A lot of competitors, ton of equipment. It's like three floors. is It's insane. It's amazing. Um, and then I have all of like food scale, coffee maker, microwave, pots and pans, and food and containers, and all of the things. All my Project AD stuff arrived the same day as well, so like I am good to go. Now it's just like truly decompressing and figuring things out. Um, before I start work so I start next this coming Monday so I just want to have at least you know maybe somewhere to sit before I start work
1: yeah perhaps one chair or
0: something but but- I had there's a chair in the bedroom there was a chair <laughs> okay. there when I arrived I think the last tenant just loves it it's fine it's just keeping all of my stuff <laughs> It's my
1: best That works. That's all right. You got in there. And I mean, you're an athlete. So all the athletes priorities are taken care of first. So
0: yeah, exactly. I mean, and today my car arrived. So I took care of that. I was I will say I never thought as a New Yorker, as a avid New Yorker, I lived here for 13 years before I moved to California. I never thought I would be so dependent on my car. Yeah like once once you get used to it you're like how did I ever do this before yeah like groceries errands the going to the gym like you name it anything I'm just useless I am absolutely (laughs) useless Um, but things are fine. I am really, truly enjoying the neighborhood. Um, You know, I am living in a different spot than when I, kind of different area than where I lived before. Uh, So just getting to know the neighborhood, my neighbors, the commute is a little different, Um, but it feels good to be back in the city. I feel more of my element already, even with kind of like the nonsense and like the camp, campsite, like lifestyle right now, I really am enjoying it. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of excited to get into the office on Monday and just start a brand new, different career.
1: Yeah. I'm it's, excited for you. It's going to be really like good Excited. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so for those that don't know, so I, I've been a trainer for 10 years and um, I started my online coaching business, what's three and a half years ago. Um, and then I'm going to keep my online coaching business, but now I'm going to work on helping other online coaches expand their platform and work on brand development and, you know, um, kind of client delivery systems and things like that. So it's kind of like what I have done for myself, working within a company that does that for other online coaches is super, super exciting. So I can't wait. Yes. Uh, but let's jump into this, this episode because I know everyone is going to be very, very excited to hear about this. So today's topic, as I guess that there are two topics, right, where they fall within the same thing, are reverse dieting and recovery dieting, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about what they are, their differences, when to apply them. Um, why don't we start? Because I think this is the most prevalent that a lot of people know about because the the title and the name that's thrown around everywhere. What is reverse dieting, right? How do we qualify it? How do we explain to clients? So on and so forth. So um, just how, how I know how I do it for my clients. How do you usually do a, a present a reverse diet to your clients or explain it to them?
1: Yeah, well, I guess I'll take this as if somebody's coming out of a show, coming out of a contest prep, right? Because that's commonly when you're going to incorporate it. And when you work into the reverse diet or post-show diet, whatever you want to call it, kind of phase. So what that means is basically it's a way to increase your metabolism back up, get your body back in balance in terms of hormones, the amount of calories you're taking in and everything without any rapid fat gain, really. So you're doing it at a gradual pace. So just like you're gradually dieting into a show, to do this optimally, you'll want to gradually pull out of a show in terms of increasing your calories back up. So typically a reverse diet means that when you come out of the show right away, you wanna try to get your calories set to maintenance and then add from there. So if you think scientifically, they say 3,500 calories is equal to a pound, right? So let's say if you were losing one pound per week, ideally in a perfect world, if you added about 500 calories to your each day, and let's say this is just in terms of diet right now, we're not talking cardio, that would ideally bring you back up to about a maintenance level. Yeah. But, because most people have been dieting for a long time, maybe their calories got pretty low into a show and they've had many adaptations, it's probably going to be a little bit lower than that. So I tend to go a little bit more on the safe side. So you don't necessarily jump 500 calories extra per day right away. You have to kind of find your sweet spot. So typically what I like to do is pull somebody back up to where they were, maybe let's say three or four weeks before they went into the show. Mm -hmm. get themselves kind of baseline kind of sit there for a week or even two, see how their body responds kind of see if they start gaining any body fat rapidly, or if they start losing weight, or if they start maintaining, if they start losing weight, that means that you want to increase the calories quicker. If they maintain, then you're in a good spot. And from there, you can slowly kind of gradually get the calories up If they're gaining too quickly, then you might want to taper it down a little bit or get a little bit more movement first before you start increasing it. Uh, So typically you want to kind of find what their new maintenance is and then go from there. And typically what you'll do is increase carbs and fats. I sometimes will actually like to hit protein first just because it's more thermogenic. So it's going to, yeah, you do that as well. So your body will probably respond a lot better because you'll be, what that means is basically it takes more energy for your body to burn that when you're eating it. So you're going to burn more calories than say if you were eating fat. So if you eat more protein versus more fat, it's gonna take your body more calories to be burned to digest and uh, partition that protein than if you were to have more fats. So a safe thing to do would be to, I like to increase uh, uh, protein and carbohydrates first and then start adding in fat later, especially because fat is a lot easier stored. So Mm -hmm. I like to hit protein increase in carbs. And then I start adding some fats and then eventually probably maybe pull protein back down a little bit. So it's not quite as elevated and just keep increasing carbohydrates and fats from there by a few grams, not a lot, just like a hundred calories or so per week or something until you can gradually get it up. And that pace is going to depend on the individual, their body response, their metabolism, how long they were dieting, their dieting history, how much muscle they have. So all of those factors, factors taken into account is how you can kind of gauge how much you have to increase them coming out of a show. Mm -hmm. Typically going to be, let's say that you prepped for your show for about 16 weeks I like to say to plan on reversing for the same amount of time so that way you can not only get yourself back up to the calories you were at before but get them ideally higher because you want to make your metabolism in a better put your metabolism in a better spot the further along you go the more shows you do as you get into your improvement season because it will just make every prep that much better and it's just giving your body more fuel that you can use
0: yeah. And I think that those are all great points. And I, you know, you're right, you hit right on the nail uh, with all of them. I think that, you know, that's where people fall into or are able to go into what is that quote unquote, like that lean bulk, right, that everyone hates to say. Yet. Like, I think that, yes, for and like we talked about, some people respond differently than others. Um, you know, some people require a little bit more body fat in order to get back to that sweet spot. Some people can, you know, thrive and be healthy with lower body fat. However, um, your body's responsiveness to just overall your caloric intake, um, is, and the way that your physique will look and will progress throughout your off season or your improvement season is really dependent on you being able to stick to the program right and that's the hard part and that in as a byproduct will lead you to be leaner have better muscle co- body composition more muscle density more muscle development so yes it is a real thing to have a lean bulk where you are increasing your calories without actually having to be you know super super heavy on the body fat percentage side of things and i think that that's where there's a bit of a misconception where it's like, yes, putting on weight is necessary for overall health, but you don't need to get old, become overweight just because you're quote unquote improvement season. Right. And I think that that's where people start to use a little bit of their reverse and their kind of like off season diet as an excuse to just do whatever the hell they want. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the same, uh, the same approach, I would say, maybe not as we can be a little bit more, uh, the jumps can be a little bit higher, depending on a case to case basis. But when you're talking about lifestyle individuals that, for example, I've, I work with a lot of women that have chronically dieted their entire lives, right? They've come to me after literally 25 to 30 years of trying everything. So, you know, Oh, I want to lose weight. Okay. We're going to, uh, we're going to reverse you into your maintenance. We're going to get your body healthy. And that's, you know, like describing the plan to them. They're like, but what do you mean? That's not going to make me lose weight.
1: Um, <laughs> which hard
0: oftentimes, hard. Is, oftentimes it does, right. Sometimes your body just needs that reduction of stress, but the same in the same token, when you are dealing with someone who's been dieting for so long, the concept is the same, right? You want to reintroduce calories, reintroduce um, proteins and carbs. Ideally, if there's someone who is trying to manage the body fat percentage in order to be able to increase, you know, muscle, comp- body composition, muscle mass, uh, muscle, deve- uh, muscle development, muscle density, things like that. So on and so forth without having the storage of, um, you know, Lipids and triglycerides and things like that um, with your with your fats. So it is an approach that it is used for both competitors and non-competitors. Um, I have a client who I have a number of clients that they will start a reverse and then they're like, "Well, I'm on the I'm in the same weight. I don't understand. My weight isn't dropping." Right. I'm like, "I'm like you've been reversing for three months and you're." Overall calorie intake has gone up 600 calories. I don't understand where the problem is. (laughs) Oh, but my weight is the same exactly, precisely.
1: That's that's why you have (laughs) to be not too caught up in the scale with stuff like that. People, you know, they get so caught up on that number, that number, but that's not what it's all about. And if, Hey, if you're able to maintain your weight and you increase your calories by 500, 600, a thousand, that is extremely incredible that you got your body to respond that way. And that you had the adherence to it, to be able to do that. And you're in such a better spot. And just because your weight isn't going, let's say you're expecting your weight to go up, just because it's not going up doesn't necessarily mean you're not putting on muscle. And if you're expecting it to go down, doesn't mean that you're not losing body fat. So that's not always the best indicator either.
0: Yeah, you are right. You are right. And then there are a number of ways to go about it. I know that we want to talk about just the structure. Like you can have meal plans, you can track, you can go through like so many different avenues with tracking with, with reverse dieting, as long as you're being diligent with your caloric intake and your macronutrient breakdown, because both of them together are very important.
1: Right. Yeah. So like, for example, what I like to do for the most part Mm -hmm. when working into a reverse diet is going to be that I will probably give them a plan that's going to have the breakdown of the macros for each of the meals and then the for the day the macros and the calories. And then from there that kind of I'll give them some also meal options that fit into that so to show them some examples, some structure so that way they can keep that consistency with following the good foods since if you've listened to our previous episodes you have learned that Carolina and myself are team meal plan- plan. Um, but Uh, having a little bit of more variety and flexibility and learning as the macros and calories increase, I think is really good, especially during a reverse diet. So let's say I do that. And then I say, okay, let's add 50 grams of carbs and this much protein, this much fat to this week, to your meal plan, you know, prioritize your carbs around your training or something like that. That might be an approach that I take. Um, or I might just give them certain foods that they have to add. So I might say, okay, I want you to add, you know, a cup of rice to this day or something like that. It just kind of depends on the person and their mindset in it, because some people will be a lot better sticking to a reverse, just still sticking with that meal plan route and being told what they need to eat because it just helps them have that adherence because sometimes with a little too much freedom, especially coming out of a show, I'll use that just since so many people are coming out of a show and most of our base is competitors coming out of a show. If you're so used to being told what to eat, what to eat, and then you start having a little too much freedom too quickly, it can just kind of be harder on you mentally. So having your coach kind of tell you, let's add this, let's add this, But help them understand why you're adding that food so they can also learn at the same time and moving forward kind of understand why I'm adding this why I'm adding that and also learn that flexibility and how they can incorporate things themselves moving down the road.
0: Yeah, no absolutely I completely agree. Um, And I think that like that's so that's reverse dieting now when we're talking about recovery dieting it's literally the same concept in a nutshell. But instead of having the incremental, you know, increase in calorie intake and macronutrient intake, you have a bigger jump, right? Um, And this specifically for those individuals, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode that have been um dieting for very very long and we can tell that there's some physiological not damage but there's some something physiologically is going down the drain and we need to kind of really break the the emergency glass to you know replenish the body of just overall energy production you know macronutrients things that will allow a little bit of homeostasis right having that kind of like a healthy balance of internal function and internal health back to normal um, and in that case oftentimes this is something that's super super important to communicate with clients is that you they will they should expect a more rapid weight gain and for in right. some cases that is necessary um, and I personally believe that not all the time but oftentimes individuals who are going through that crazy of uh, that increase that more extreme recovery diet they also have require a a big reduction in training intensity and cardio frequency because it's just kind of like the overall you know stress um and and you know cortisol production stimulation and things like that in order to allow the body to kind of just take a breath right
1: yeah yeah in general in that case it's going to be really useful when your body is just chronically hyper stressed and yeah taking out too much of let's say cardio for example and just making sure you are way pulled out of that diet sometimes it's just necessary but if you know your coach advises you to do more of a recovery diet just understand that you have to keep that communication really close with them because You are going to, like she mentioned, gain, you know, body fat back rapidly. And especially if you were just coming out of a show, that can kind of mess with you a little bit because you've been working on the opposite for so long. So just keeping that communication is going to be really important. But sometimes you really just do have to get those calories up super fast Uh, because a reverse diet just isn't going to get you there soon enough. And it would just be best for you to get yourself into a better caloric spot, Um, whether, you know, hormonally, some things are tanked, you're overly stressed or anything like that, or even mindset wise. I know I have some athletes that just they don't handle a reverse diet you know they just cannot mentally handle doing that coming out of a show and it's not that they get sloppy or anything like that it's just that they are people that need to have that food bump right afterwards so sometimes it's a mental thing and as long as you're keeping on top of it and you're not getting you know too like sloppy with what you eat completely falling off your program just eating whatever just completely changing your habits stopping your training any of that then it's okay if that's the approach. You just have to understand what comes with it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, either or whichever one you decide to go with, whichever one your coach decides to go with, um, you know, it'll it it has to be like a game time decision in terms of like how you the end of your contest prep or the that tail end kind of has looked like, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. But um, aside from that, in terms of reverse or recovery notes, any what? What do you think kind of would be the highlight of the one thing? Because that's kind of the most extreme one. Um, what is the one thing that you would tell your clients just to kind of like you know wrap up that topic, that so that they can prepare for it? Like, what are the things that you tell girls the first time that they're going through it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a conversation that has to be had before you even get to your show or the end of your dieting phase, you have to understand that it's continued. So Mm -hmm. let's say you're getting ready for your show, already talk about it from the beginning when you start and be like, okay, this is the show day and then this is the start of the reverse diet and then talk about what that's going to look like before they even get like four weeks out from their show, because they already be able to plan ahead and know what to expect and understand it doesn't stop now. We have to slowly bring our calories up. Or if you're doing the recovery approach, what to expect from there. So you're not left in this limbo after your show. That's the worst place to be in when you don't have a plan or understand what needs to come next to improve. So that's definitely going to be so, so important is have that conversation with your coach. When you are going up to your show and understand that show date is never end date, or if your lifestyle and you're in a dieting phase right now, there is no end date. It's always just a continuous cycle, whether you're going up or down, reversing, cutting. It's a continuous cycle based on what your goals are, what your body needs. And when you understand it more, it makes it a lot easier to follow.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think that, you know, we'll make a post on the actual center stage page. We'll go with a few pointers for this episode for you guys to refer back to, uh, because I think that this resource is so, so helpful and so important because a lot of times people are not prepared. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but I do know that, you know, we could go on and talk about reverse dieting and nutrition for hours. So we'll do a specific episode for the different types of reverse dieting for you guys. Um, and then we'll take it from there, but I think we covered pretty much the gist of this. Correct.
1: Yeah. Just to kind of give a basic and kind of a, a, I guess, pre-episode to different uh, tactics and specifics of what you can do for a reverse diet. And then even talk about, you know, cardio manipulation, training volume and everything like that along the road too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You guys, stay tuned for the next one. We'll continue to talk about reverse dieting. Jess, always a pleasure.
1: Always. Talk Talk to you you guys.
0: Bye, you guys.